In the 1970s, a future top-notch podcasting team was born, and then raised on military bases because their dads were in the Air Force. These Gen Xers eventually grew up and were unleashed upon the world. Today, looking forward to retirement, they survive by dishing out their opinions. If you have questions that need answers and an open mind, if you can spare 60 minutes a week, and if you have internet access, maybe you can listen to Kenyatta and Jack Save the World. Stop your grinning and drop your linen. It's us. If you're here, you already know who we are. You know what we're about. You know what we do. Or do our darndest to do every single week for roughly 60-ish minutes. Listening, friends, I can almost guarantee that after, after doing this for a little over two years now, I can count on both hands and have fingers left over the number of times we have come in at under 60 minutes. So, consistency is key. Here we go. Hi, Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, yeah, 60-ish. We shoot for that. Well, yeah, we do. But it's, a good, it's a good landmark. It is. We, we overshoot. We overshoot. That is true. We, we definitely do. It's almost like we enjoy putting our opinions out there. <gasps> almost like they're educated, well-thought-out opinions. But perhaps... We are biased. So what? Um, <laughs> we're glad you guys are here. So we are safely into January. And would you believe almost halfway through? I cannot. I know. We're going to be doing our end of the year wrap up before you know it. Yeah, it'll be it'll be Memorial Day. Then it'll be Labor Day. Then it'll be Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so. real quick, though, I would like to add, um, before we move on to our WTFs, that I think it was really, really, really shitty for us to make our predictions last Thursday on the episode that aired this last Tuesday, and then mm. Friday, mm -hmm. she came out and asked a number that she was shooting for. And of course, it was lower than the numbers we both said. I should have stuck with my Price is Right number of $1. I would have won due to Price is Right rules, but I did not do that. And we both way overshot, much like our 60-minute time limit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, we gave it so a go. You know. We did. She did not work that out with us at all, which I'm a little upset over. I mean, yes and no, because if we were really that fortuitous, we wouldn't have to do this. We would be living comfortably. Well, that's true. Doing other things. Maybe still be doing this, but we'd be a lot more comfortable, and I would have sheets of a higher threat count to sleep on air night. That's yeah. right. And possibly <laughs> that came from Egypt, because everyone knows Egyptian cotton is the best cotton. Correct. Correct. And my my little two little hoogans of cats would be eating gourmet friskies twice a day, every day. Hooray for them. That's right. <laughs> that being said, and I hate that saying, uh, we'll move on to WTFs. To our WTFs, yeah. 
So yeah, um, uh, let's uh, let's do this thing. I think it's. Uh, is it me? Is it me? It's me. Go ahead and go. I'm go for it. It's I'm me. ready. It's me. It's me. It's me. I had another one pulled up and ready to go, which I had actually postponed from last week because I was still heated about it. But I'm going to go ahead and put a pin in that one because I'm still a little heated. And this one came up at the last minute and I couldn't resist because it's about one of my new favorite people. Okay. But let me summarize first. Let me let okay. me prelude first. So unless you've been under a rock, listening friends, you know about the trouble that has continued to dog the president's son, Hunter Biden. Yes. Mr. Young Mr. Biden, I say young because he's younger than his father, but as old as we are. Um Young Mr. Biden showed up unannounced at the House Oversight Committee meeting. That he did. After, quote unquote, ignoring a subpoena to come testify in his father's impeachment inquiry, which is an absolute joke and a farce, but I digress. So he shows up and says, hey, I want to talk. And they're like, nah. He was like, how dare you? A lovely lady by the name of Nancy Mays, who is a South Carolina Republican, had the goal to say that him showing up was the epitome of white privilege, quote unquote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm tired. I'm so tired. I'm so yeah. tired. <laughs> but but there was more. I, I, I don't know if you were going to get into that part because yes. I know you're tired. Yes. <laughs> so. I'm tired. I'm tired. She says, my first question is, who bribed Hunter Biden to be here today? That's my first question. Second question, you are the epitome of white privilege. Coming into the oversight committee, spitting in our face, ignoring a congressional subpoena, subpoena to be disposed. What are you afraid of? You have no balls to come up here. First of all, how dare you get out of that man's pants? Don't worry about what his testicular setup is. Okay. Yeah. Second of all, Marjorie Taylor Greene has showed pictures that prove that Hunter Biden does, in fact, have balls. Mm -mm, I'm not going there. So <laughs> she did. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, she, she, I, 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 the gall of it is really kind of gross. Because, first of all, we have this chick talking, a white woman, talking to a, another white person and saying he has white privilege. But then Ms. May says, my district is made up of mostly the underprivileged and melanated. That's the equivalent of saying I have black friends. Right. That's just who because, I represent. Yeah. that Just because you represent them. Does it mean that you get to stand up and decide all of a sudden that this white guy that you don't like is taking full advantage of white privilege when you also forever have taken advantage of white privilege because of where you sit right now? Lady, right? cut it out. Shut up. I'm tired. What was especially delightful, though, and really what was ended up being a cherry on top of this shit sunday was my new my new bestie texas democrat representative jasmine crockett who came in with the drag and we're gonna listen to it it's a little lengthy a couple you know 
three minutes, maybe four. Doesn't matter because it's delicious and it's delightful. And everybody needs to hear it. I'm going to share it because it's fun and I love her. So here it is. Okay. All right. So we love the constitution today. And we also want to talk about foreign money coming in. Have y'all seen the report that was just produced where this chairman decided that he was going to block this committee from receiving additional information about y'all's guy Trump and all the money that he took from what we did receive, we know that Trump got almost $6 million that we can account for. And we know that, that's more, that there's more there from China specifically. We found almost $8 million total that he accepted from foreign governments while he was serving as the president of these United States. But we're concerned about the president's son, the president's son who has not been involved in his administration. I just wanna run it back though to the very beginning because this is something that I just can't get over. I can't get over the gentle lady from South Carolina talking about white privilege. It was a spit in the face, at least of mine as a black woman, for you to talk about what white privilege looks like, especially from that side of the aisle. And let me quote your now ousted speaker and what he had to say about the Republican party and y'all's lack of diversity. When you look at the Democrats, they actually look like America. When I look at my party, we look like the most restrictive country club in America. So let me tell you something. Y'all don't know what white privilege looks like, but I'm gonna I'm show you a little bit of something. You see, you want to talk about a two-tier justice system, and this is the only time that y'all have ever referenced it when this country has a history when it comes to black and brown folk of having two separate sets of rules. And right now what you want to do is have two separate sets of rules because Mr. Moskowitz offered y'all a fair situation. He said he would vote for Hunter to be held in contempt if y'all voted to hold all, even if you remove all of the members of Congress, there's still other people that y'all haven't decided that y'all have excuses for, but y'all don't wanna hold them in contempt. But for some reason, it makes sense to hold Hunter Biden in contempt, who has tried to comply. And let me tell you why nobody wants to talk to y'all behind closed doors, cause y'all lie. That's just the bottom line. You have done it thus far in this investigation. You have done it this far as it relates to this committee. In every single hearing, y'all spin, spin, spin. I don't know how y'all are still standing right now because you should be quite dizzy from all the spinning that you're constantly doing when it comes to spinning the truth. You talk about free and fair elections, but you back a guy who we know tried to steal the election. And this isn't about what Democrats have to say. Let me remind you, for those of you that don't know how the justice system works, it's not a matter of the president went in and indicted Trump, but we are talking about grand juries. Grand juries are comprised of American citizens and the people that have entered pleas of guilty that will be flipping on your leader in a minute, they are Republicans. I do want to point that out. And half of them were Republicans that were handpicked by Donald Trump himself. So to be clear, whatever happens to your little leader, it's going to be because of the actions that he took. So you can talk all you want to about how January 6th was nonsense, but all of y'all were running at that time. Y'all were grabbing y'all's gas mask and y'all were running to your offices because you didn't know if they were coming to kill you. You should have cared that somebody was there to protect you, but instead you want to play games because you found out that it was your leader that decided that he wanted to propagate an insurrection on our country. So don't tell me that you care about the Constitution, because you don't. 
All you care about is Trump getting reelected and I'll yield the last of my. It's beautiful. It is. Yeah. Absolutely divine. And I love her. Yeah. When her thing, when she was talking about Jared Moskowitz, he dragged them as well. And mm -hmm. um, when he went on there and he's like, I have an amendment ready to attach to the contempt that will hold, you, you know, Jordan and all those people, the, what is it, the five Congress people and then the people that work for the Trump administration. He's like, so if you guys will include that amendment, I will vote yes. And of course, oh, well, uh, well, you know, and then to have Jim Jordan talk about all of a sudden a congressional subpoena and to ignore one is one of the worst things that a person can do. Really? Do these Republicans not realize that other than the morons that are MAGA, the rest of the country sees through their hypocrisy? No, they don't they don't care. It doesn't yeah. it doesn't matter whether or not they see it. I'm sure they do, but they just don't care. Right. Well, because it's about power. They just want power and they want to be a part of whatever, like do they honestly think that if Trump were to get full power that he would share with them? No, I mean, life. do they to go pop culture? There's a little scene in a new hope where grand Moff Tarkin comes in and they're having their big meeting aboard the death star. And they say, what about the Senate? And grand Moff Tarkin says, the emperor has disbanded the Senate. And they're all, how will we run the bureaucracy? And he's like, the governors will. Do you not think something similar is going to happen if Trump were to become full-on dictator? That Do you think that he's just going to be like, you know what? Let's just keep Congress around. Didn't something, like, didn't something bad happen to Julius Caesar when he tried that? But, I'm just, I don't know my well, ancient Roman history too well. I'm just, I'm guessing. I think it did. Well, I mean, he was already, you know emperor at that point but this is like do you guys honestly think that trump is gonna <laughs> keep you around if he becomes dictator because the project 2025 plan pretty much shows that his goal is to get rid of congress mm -hmm. anyway and like if you're the supreme court and they rule that he has whatever do you think that he's going to keep the courts around because if you're a dictator get definitely you don't really have a lot of need for congress but you really don't have need for a court and the other thing I would like to remain remind these MAGA morons, whenever an authoritarian takes over power, the first thing they do, yes, is they go and they get rid of their political enemies. Sure. <clears throat> but everyone always forgets the second thing that they do, and that's to get rid of their political supporters. And because the people they, they may come up to be rivals one day. They might be rivals, but if you want to have the keep the people on the fringes, the everyday citizen, be even more afraid to come up against you. If you kill your supporters, you'll do worse to them. <laughs> you'll do worse to them, right? And if you go and look at it, you know, a hit did that. Jay Stalin did that. You know, Mao did that. It is a common. Stalin actually did it about five times, but. Mm -hmm. <laughs> But yeah, that's always the next step. And these people don't seem to know that, okay, Comer, yeah, you go on ahead and do all you want to do. But do you think that if, as soon as you become unuseful to Donald Trump, then you piss him off that if he's a dictator, he's just not going to have you eliminated? 
Lord have mercy. He's already pretty much said as much with like Bill Barr and you know other people that were on his staff that have now come out and are now you know Trump's bad. Well, then why did you work for him? You know, he's already come out and said that these people are going to be in trouble if I get elected again, because I'm going to sick the Justice Department on them. And that's just sort of that. I don't think that the Justice Department's what he's going to stick on him. I think that the 11th Circuit Court of Appeals, when they asked his attorney, is so if Donald Trump is president, decides to send SEAL Team 6 to murder somebody, if he can do that because he's president, that's, <laughs> I, you know. Anyway, it won't I, be it won't be SEAL Team Six. It'll be something like, um, well, no, they would be too competent. Oh, uh, uh, B six thirteen from Scandal, like <laughs> right, <laughs> like the it, that would be like if SEAL Team Six was like Black Ops, <laughs> like B six thirteen would be like a wood a woodchuck's butthole at midnight in the deepest darkest tunnel in China right <laughs> <laughs> they would set down a fictional yeah <laughs> yeah and then of course related to that was when they were asking the questions and then it came to MTG and she goes and then Biden and his attorneys get up and then she's all oh, he's afraid and I'm like no, the only thing that you scare people with is if they were to see you not wearing clothes, that would be terrifying, MTG. But first of all, MTG, you broke revenge porn laws when you showed pictures on there. And then they leave and then she has the gall to be like, we need to bring decorum back to this chamber and then there was some democrat guy was like that's rich coming from the lady that showed hunter biden dick pics no wonder he doesn't want to be in here again and then what does she do she shows those pictures again but at least this time they had the uh the you know the black rectangle covering you know the junk was blurred out this time unlike last time but do you not see mtg that it's hard to talk about showing respect and decorum for the house chamber that you're in when you're showing nudes of somebody that you don't like i'm sick of her did you see her in that in the video where um miss crockett was speaking did you see her sitting over there bored tears because she couldn't understand 72 percent of that oh yeah yeah <laughs> and then like the next shot she's gone yeah. isn't that something either either she teleported or she used her witchery to poof out of the chamber, or she just took a. It doesn't matter. She disappeared. I wonder why. I'm yeah. not going to dwell. I'm not going to dwell on it anymore because I don't care. But yes, I I I'm sick of it. I'm so tired. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, Comer was all, "Well, he's he won't come in for the thing," and um. Moskowitz was like, no, actually, he said that he would, but he wants it to be here. And Comer was like, it needs to be in the, you know, the secret one or whatever. And Moskowitz, that's not what you said. You said that he could do it open or whatever, whatever Hunter Biden wanted to do. And Comer's, I didn't say that. And Moskowitz was like, I have the tape ready to play from when you were on TV saying it. I didn't say that. Can I play the tape? No. <laughs> well, I wonder why. Piece I'm of shit. Of it. 
I'm sick. Yeah, I'm I so, am too. I'm so grossed out. <laughs> but the difference, though, between the Republicans and the Democrats is the Democrats aren't saying Hunter Biden should not be in trouble for any of the crime. If you know, if he committed crimes or broke laws, he should be. And a lot of them are saying, if he did the thing, let him get his punishment for it. Their point is, you can't sit here and say all of this stuff about Hunter Biden and his dad when your guy has done and his family have done everything 50% worse. Of course they're not going to. They're not going to acknowledge it and they're not going to touch it. Yeah. Like just like she just like she was saying, your little leader and I'm going to co-opt that and use it for the rest of the year. <laughs> right? That's they're better like, than tiny hands. Their little leader, or TLL for short, their little leader, if you say the Bidens have mud in their hands, let's say, their little leader has rolled in it like a herd of pigs, got up, ate the slop, and then got down and rolled some more. That's the equivalent. But they don't want to address that. They don't. Because then all of a sudden they'll have to address their complacency. Either their inactive complacency or their active support. And they, they're not going to do that either. Yeah. So I just, no. just before we move on to my WTF, which will mm-hmm. be short, um, I just wish that some of the Democrats would just on one of these things point out and say, you know, I just find it hilarious that for a bunch of people that, you know, claim to be Christians and love Jesus and that all sins are equal in the eyes of God lie so much because wouldn't lying say be as bad as accepting bribes from china or (laughs) you know what i mean just be like it's funny how you guys lie but at a rate that's hard to keep up with but you're christians and you love jesus and you try to live like jesus yet you lie so much so much I found out, anyway. just on a side note, real quick, I saw this clip of, and I'm glad I missed it when it first came around, but it was a clip from back from 2022 in this so-called pastor, and apparently he's notorious for being ridiculous. I can't think of his name off the top of my head. Um, there was a clip of him giving a sermon um, where he calls Democrats devils. Is it Greg Locke? Correct. And they yeah. refer they refer to him in in his ilk's kind of speech or or philosophy as Christian nationalism. I feel like I've heard that term before, but that fits because he the man yeah. is literally screaming and frothing at the mouth. Democrats are demons, and if you vote Democrat, I don't want you in my church. Get out. Yeah, oh yeah, Greg Locke is <laughs> fully insane, and I would be willing to give up my WTF to talk about how insane. Greg Locke is. I, what, I had featured no, him on my podcast, my solo one before uh-huh, uh-huh. when I had yeah. it. I think I think he may have come up before as a possible WTF, and I think I skipped it. But he's yeah. he's frothing at the mouth, crazy. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll put a pin in him and move on to your. WTF. We could actually do a whole episode on Greg Locke. I don't I don't know that I can stomach that. I, I which I understand. Mm-mm. 
But yeah, no. Okay, we can move on to my WTF. And my WTF is that the wonderful, brilliant Lauren Boebert of oh Colorado District Number 3 <laughs> was being out-fundraised by the guy that she narrowly beat in the last election. And by narrow, I mean it was like, what, 48 votes or some crap like that? It was very, very, very narrow. Mm-hmm. And he is out-fundraising her like he's raised like 30 million and she's raised like I don't even think she's hit a million. Um, but in Colorado district number four, I guess the person wasn't running. And so she has announced that she's going to run for to be the representative from Colorado district number four. And she's dropping out of her old one. So the thing that's bullcrap kind of for me about this is in Colorado to be a representative, you don't have to actually live in the district that you're running for, which to me kind of defeats the purpose of being a representative. Do I feel, am I off with that thinking? No, but no, (laughs) no. Um, So I just find that as like, Oh yeah, big tough Lauren Bobart. Bobert, she's so awesome, and yet she's afraid for a little bit of a challenge. And then on top of it, apparently, um, she had the cops call her for uh, slapping the shit out of her husband. She's divorcing at a restaurant in public, like last week. I but, think. Yeah, I think that the uh, and this is mostly Republicans. I'm not going to sit here and lie. I think their fascination with people like her and Taylor Green and Getz and those kinds of childish, immature, quote, representatives, I think their fascination with them is slowly dying out. Because it was fun to watch them, you know, get all hyped up and break all the rules and do what they want to do. And yeah, they're fighting back against the system. And blah, 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 blah. But it's one note now. It's the same shit all the time. Yeah. Everything at some point has to evolve. Even the rabid spit-in-your-face types. Yeah. You keep spewing the same stuff and keep doing the same childish playground bully tactics. It's getting old. And everything moves. Social taste moves so slow. Yeah. But I think it's it's on the the downswing. I I, hope. I certainly, certainly, certainly hope so. Which I'm tired. (laughs) Uh, it just it never ends with these people ever ever it's like folks can you can you just stop and use your noggins for a minute and quit being evil stop being evil it's not even evil it's just stop being dumb and grow up seriously yeah anyway it'll be interesting to see if she does any Beetlejuice campaigning, you know, <laughs> that's that. If I was running against her, that would be my whole campaign. I'd just be Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. You know, they say if you say Lauren Bomart's name three times that she runs away from facing you in an election. <laughs> I wish because I would I would willingly call Candyman up and be like, can you come get her, please? Right. Woo, and you know, Candyman, you know, it's it's the it's the vengeful spirit of a murdered enslaved person. So you know he's got 
He's got a boat. She was on some religious podcast the other day, and they asked her about the whole thing at the theater. And she goes, you know, I've been married for a while, and it's been a while since I was dating. And I wasn't really sure of the sort of modern-day rules of dating. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure that giving a dude a handy at a play is was not... If that's what you were doing then, I, I'm, I'm just, you know, generally speaking, don't think that that's ever been appropriate. That's what I mean when I say childish. Please stop. Please stop acting like you didn't know any better. Yeah. And, so, she, and they probably left the show and and went and dry humped in the back of his Lexus. I, probably that wouldn't surprise me if she did. And I hate that I said that because now it's in my head. Okay, moving on. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that was the end of my WTF. And now, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> friends and neighbors, families and foes, we have a, well, I'm not going to say it's a treat, but Kenyatta and I decided to do an experiment. <laughs> <laughs> and I am the unfortunate person going first. I'm well, I mean, going first in that, <laughs> right, <laughs> I, I'm going to take this test first. So what we are going to do is we went and got a list of all of the states that used to have Jim Crow literacy tests or tests to be eligible to vote. Uh, we split them in half. So she has a group of states. I have a group of states. I have no clue out of, I know that she has, you know, these eight, five states, whatever, that she's going to pick the test from that I'm going to take. And she knows I have those states. But otherwise, we don't know what state we're getting because we didn't want to study for it. We wanted it to come and be like raw. So I am going to take questions from a Jim Crow era literacy voting test to see. And our point was, we kind of wanted to show that it wasn't actually, in fact, a test to show if you're worthy of voting or whatever. It was, in fact, designed to prevent people from voting. Mm -hmm. You bet. And um, I've kind of, even though this was my idea, and really it was only my idea because I saw someone else do it on TikTok. So we're going to do this and are we going to get through the whole test of whatever state it is that I'm about oh, no. to take? No, mm -hmm. we are not, but we're just going to go for the next, you know, few minutes and we're going to see how stupid I am. <laughs> anyway, before we get into that real quick. Because this is relevant, because this is the year of the vote, people. So we're going to talk about the history of voting real quick, real quick, real quick. In this country, as it were. Right. Somewhere Which in ties into the test taking. <laughs> yes. Somewhere in the 1700s, you know, the good old days. Voting was generally limited to white male property owners. However, over the next, oh, century... They eased back on how much property or how much worth you had to be able to eligible to vote, which meant pretty much that the laws that were written for everybody 
were pretty much made up by rich white men. <gasps> dun, dun, dun. However, <laughs> in 1870, Congress passed the 15th Amendment to the Constitution, which ensured that people cannot be denied the right to vote because of their race. And in part, the amendment says the right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of race, color, or previous condition of servitude. This, in effect, was what gave black men the right to vote. Notice I said yes, men. men. We women got the okay. A few years <laughs> later. <laughs> In 1920. <laughs> just, just a few, you know, 50-ish. With the passage of the 19th Amendment to the Constitution, uh, passed August 8th, the right of citizens of the United States to vote shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or by any state on account of sex. Go figure. That was called women's suffrage, by the way. And I never, I've never ever looked into the background on why that word was used. And I don't, I don't know that it matters, but we got it. Here we go. So for the next four years, then in theory, everybody at a, above a certain age was able to vote. In theory, theory. the 60s hit. And while everybody was supposed to be able to vote, not everybody was allowed to vote. In fact, it was made very, 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 very difficult, as we will prove here shortly, for people who were not white to vote. There were people, especially down in the South, that didn't weren't aware that they had the right to vote. And we did an episode about one of those people back in 2022. I think it was last year. Was it? Yeah, I think it was uh, last February. Miss um, uh, Fannie Lou Hamer, yep. uh, who was instrumental in pushing uh the right to vote for black folks down south uh i appreciate her legacy and yep. she had it right when she said i am sick and tired of being sick and tired sister i hear you i approve um so during the 60s the governments came up with such delightful things like literacy tests poll taxes language language requirements and so much more and obviously with the express purpose of disallowing anybody who was not white voting. So the 24th Amendment, yada, 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 came along in 1962, ratified two years later, which in part states the right of citizens of the United States to vote in any primary or other election for president or vice president or electors for president or vice president, or for senator, representative, and Congress shall not be denied or abridged by the United States or any state by reason of failure to pay any poll tax or other tax. In theory, other things occurred during the 60s, which of course was, was the height of the civil rights movement. We have the well-known Voting Rights Act passed in 1965, due in no small part to the efforts of people like Miss Fannie Lou Hamer. Mm -hmm. The 26th Amendment came along. Let's see. Da, 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 da. I'm so glad for my pocket constitution. Uh, ratified July 1st, 1971, which set 
the voting age at 18 and up. Everything since that point was dribs and drabs, small things. Here in recent years, unfortunately, certain parts of the Voting Rights Act have been trashed. I am ashamed of our government for allowing that to happen, but I digress. We are actually going to, as Jeff mentioned, discuss one of those literacy tests that people had the audacity to try to force people to take to prove that they were citizen enough to vote. And the test that I am going to quiz my buddy and co-host Jack on, it's a 1965 Alabama literacy test, which has a total of 68 questions. Ridiculous. I, however, did not look it over thoroughly. I just picked questions at random, which I will find out at the same time that I read them to him. And we will talk about the answers together. All right. I'm I'm as ready as I'm ever going to be. Drum roll. First question. Which of the following is a right guaranteed by the Bill of Rights? A, public education. B, employment. C, voting. D, trial by jury. D. Correct. Yay, you're one for one. <laughs> Yay. Starting out strong. In, indeed. Indeed. And doggone it, I should have had my handy-dandy constitution back out because I could have looked that up, but we'll we'll press on. See here, I'm, I'm, I'm going to write down each one I get. I'm going to have a right column and a wrong column. Question two. Here. All what, right. What definition applies to the word amendment? A, proposed change as in a constitution. B, making of peace between nations at war. Or C, a part of the government. Oh, A. Of course, proposed change is in the Constitution. Hooray, <laughs> two for two. See, it's not so bad. So far, they, <laughs> they might be lulling you in. They might. You, getting you, you know, tired. We're going into double jeopardy in a minute. Uh, <laughs> right. <laughs> Next question. If a vacancy occurs in the U.S. Senate, the state must hold an election. But meanwhile, the place may be filled by a temporary appointment made by who? The governor. Correct. Look at this. Look at this. You are batting a thousand. I don't even know what you were worried about. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. The chief executive and the administrative offices make up the what? Branch of government. The chief executive of. That's the question. Well, read it again. And for whatever reason, I. I just want to make sure I'm clear because it sounds like it's talking about the executive branch. Or the president. Yes. You had it right. <laughs> okay. Well, I wanted to make sure that it was talking about the, you know, the. Of well, the country. That, yeah. Yes. yes. Chief Executive okay. of the United States. Yes. That would be the executive branch. Hooray. And there are people that sit in D.C. 
as we speak, who do not know the three branches of government. Next question. As a matter of fact, one of them is a senator from the state in which I am taking the test from. Gross. Next question. <laughs> when a jury, jury, has okay. heard and rendered a verdict in a case and the judgment on the verdict has become final, the defendant cannot be brought to trial for the same cause. True or false? And not be brought? Mm-hmm. True. Correct. That is called what? Double jeopardy. Yay. Bonus question. Bonus question. That means you get to vote twice. Uh, oh, next cool. question. Oh, no. Wait a minute. <laughs> I'd be a Republican if I did that. Next question. For security, each state has a right to form a what? Militia. Correct. And might I digress again, because I'll do it, because my pocket constitution is hot today. That is expressly, expressly and clearly spelled out in the Second Amendment. One sentence. Well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of a free state. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. Yes. Next question. <laughs> I would like to say now that those militias are called the National Guard. Oh, my God. <laughs> Next question. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. Woo. Next question. Congress passes laws regulating cases, which are included in those over which the U.S. Supreme Court has what jurisdiction? Well, I mean, their jurisdiction is, I guess, is it's determined to be constitutional or not, mm -hmm. whatever the law is. Um, but it also comes from being the third branch of government. Mm. I don't know if I'm overthinking it. Or they no. have and the way they word this question is one of the reasons why we're doing this is because sometimes the language of this was meant to be fuzzy. Right. But the answer is uh co-appellate jurisdiction, which means a person who has filed a notice of appeal in an action or proceeding in which a notice of appeal has been previously filed by another person. All right, we'll we'll call my answer wrong because it was partially kind <laughs> That's of correct, what I'm saying. but also you were not, getting there, <laughs> right? It it was not that I'm arguing. It, it was like incorrect based on semantics. <laughs> yes, that's what I'm saying. They purposely made the language fuzzy. So if you know you had just happened to thoroughly study the Constitution and the amendments before you trotted in here to take this test, I know. You may not get this one. You, yeah. the, teacher, the teacher would give you a half a point for this. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Next question. The only laws which can be passed to apply to an area in a federal arsenal are those passed by what? Provided consent for the purchase of the land is given by the who? So... That's just worded so not 
modern way of wording shit. <laughs> um, well, the second half would be the landowner. And the first half, I guess, would be um, you know, the military or the government, because it kind of makes me think of the no quarter quartering part of what is that, the Fifth Amendment. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I feel no. that it extends from that, but it's talking about the military just can't come in and say, hey, this is our land now. It's now Fort Johnson. Yes. You, know. you get a half a point. Okay. Because you said uh, the only laws are those passed by the government, which in this case translates to Congress. Congress. So that's, that's your half a point. Provided consent for the purchase of land is given by the state legislatures. Oh, so you can. Then I guess eminent domain. The land order doesn't matter. So, yes, shocking. All right, uh, I will take my my half correct and my half wrong. Okay, let's focus on the good parts. We're all right. Yeah, I'm. I'm still doing good. (laughs) You know. All right. Next question. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. All right. The Congress decides in what manner state, oh, excuse me, let me start over. The Congress decides in what manner states elect presidential electors, true or false? True. False. Oh, it's not the states? It's Congress. It says the Congress decides in what manner states elect president. In other words, who decides it for the states? Who says the states, how the states elect presidential electors, Congress decides. See? Language. See how it didn't, see how you were like, even reading it, like even reading it, it's like, hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fuzzy language. Yeah. That's all that. You can word things to make any, you could word something to make, you know, somebody that wrote the thing get it wrong. Yeah. yeah. Next question. If an oh, this is timely. If an effort to impeach the president of the United States is made, who presides at the trial? At the trial? Mm-hmm. Um that would be okay. It is the chief it's supposed to be the chief justice of the Supreme Court. Bingo. <laughs> Some I didn't know this stuff. I'm I'm finding this stuff out same as you are in this moment. So that but, is very interesting. <laughs> but if the chief justice and then other members of the Supreme Court decline to do it, then they can pick a member of the Senate or the vice president to do it. But vice presidents generally recuse themselves because <laughs> they stand to benefit <laughs> if they're part of the trial. So Correct. generally speaking, they don't so like in the second impeachment of trump none of the supreme court would do it so i i can't remember who it was it was a a democrat senator not from new york anyway it's a democratic senator that's like in his 80s and that's kind of why they picked him because he's been around for 50 gazillion years but anyway yeah indeed (laughs) (laughs) all right a whole point next question Whose duty is it 
to keep Congress informed of the State of the Union? The president. Correct. And the final question that I have picked out, and that does not to say that we have to stop, but this is just what I had picked. Any power and rights not given to the United States or prohibited to the states by the U.S. Constitution are specified as belonging to whom? Okay. There are two ways this answer could go, and once again, I'm maybe overthinking it. In the Constitution, it does state that anything not specifically given to the federal government, the states have. But one could also argue anything not specified one way or the other would be the right of the people. Both are absolutely correct. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. Would you like any more? Um, You know what? Yeah, let's just go ahead and give me a couple more. Sure, sure, sure. Okay. Let's see. Just at rando. Okay. Give me a number between... 20 and 50. 32. Okay. All right. Capital punishment, sorry, true or false. Capital punishment is the giving of a death sentence. That would be true. <laughs> that is a weird way to phrase it. I'm I'm here to say it first. <laughs> yeah. All right. Another number between 20 and 50. 49. All right. Let's see. How many states were required to approve the original Constitution in order for it to be in effect? Uh, oh, that's math. Hmm. Uh, seven. Close. Eight. Closer. Okay, nine. <laughs> okay, sure, that's it. <laughs> I, I obviously, I, you know, because it took me a few that falls in the the miss column. But. I mean, it was it was already close because it was it was also an odd number, so it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. Let's see one more for kicks. Okay. What words are required by law to be on all coins and paper currency of the United States? In God we trust. Absolutely. But before 1952, it was e pluribus unum. Also that. Yes. Very good. So what's your score? You you became a try? Yes, I did. I got 11.5 correct. And I got 3.5 wrong. That is a passing grade. What is like a B? It's a B plus? It's a B plus. Yeah. B plus. I'm I'm happy with that. I am too, see? I'm I'm very happy with that. I have I get to go and vote with a clean conscience this year in the state of Alabama. Not until you pay your twelve dollar poll tax. And then also prove that your great grandfather on your mother's side was a natural born citizen. Well, I'm lucky in that area. <laughs> yeah, papers. That, you got uh, papers. I, I, have, I have papers. Your papers, please. Papers. <laughs> we must see your papers. Okay, I have them. Papers. Oh, boy. But yes, listening friends, that is a fine example 
one of the varied ways in which voting rights were well attempted to be inhibited because i can almost guarantee while the, uh, obviously a lot of obviously a lot of um black and brown folks that those kind of tests were put to didn't pass it wasn't because they weren't smart it wasn't it was because mostly they just didn't have access to learn that kind of stuff it was it was i mean they could say separate but equal it was separate and in no way shape or form equal because at that time, as we talked about a couple episodes previous, as a matter of fact, it was our season premiere episode where we were talking about all the fun over there in Little Rock, Arkansas, with the attempted integration of public schools. Yeah. In that, even when, even before integration was forced, so-called separate but equal was bullshit, because while kids over in the white schools would have the newest textbooks, fresh, un, un, uncreased, free of pencils and highlighters. Did they have highlighters? They didn't have highlighters then. Free of pencils and pens and fingerprints. Kids over in the black schools were using textbooks. There were the white kids' textbooks from 10 years ago. From 10 years ago with outdated information. So it wasn't as though black right. folks were uneducated. They what information they could access was severely limited. And that was on purpose. Yeah. yeah. Because as, as we mentioned in our Fannie Lou Hamer episode, that lady didn't even know she could vote. She had the right to vote. Yep. When she knew she was off into the races. Yeah. And I love it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, yeah. All right. Well, hopefully next week is every bit as, Winning as my week was. Um, oh no! I already know I'm gonna fall on my face. So I'm just gonna get ready. <laughs> I, I felt that way. Um, but, but real quick though, before we go, I have to add this because it it does tie in. Um, so if you listen to our last episode, you'll know that we talked about uh, Nikki Haley and when she was asked about the cause of slavery and. Her answer was anything but the correct answer, which was slavery. Or, I mean, the cause of the Civil War, which the answer was slavery. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So, the orange fella, the little, the little leader, the little leader with his little tiny hands, <laughs> was recently interviewed, and he was talking about also the civil war and i don't know if you know this but the man literally said the civil war could have been avoided if abraham lincoln was a better negotiator that's about as bad as as old boy in that clip that i played a couple of weeks ago saying there 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 must have been a better way which was also last week. Yeah. <laughs> was it last week? It was also yeah. last week. Yeah. Where he can, where he said that, you know, slavery was not as bad as the draft. I can't stand it. I was like, really? And I think the implication of course, from that is because, you know, he wrote the book, the art of the deal, and he's the greatest negotiator in the world. But if you actually go and look, he's actually quite bad at negotiating. Hmm. That if he would have been president, it could have been avoided because he wouldn't have he would have went and negotiated with the South and it never would have happened because his negotiating skills would have been such that they would have stuck around. That was and, 
what? I'm sorry. I don't mean to interrupt. I'm I'm gathering. But if you're Nikki Haley, you got to be like, thank you for this gift, Donald. <laughs> First of all, she, as the good the good pastor Rick, whatever his name is, that frothing at the mouth dude. Nikki Haley can eat my dirty socks, cause <laughs> right, she is full of crap, and I'm angry that we're only in January. And I have to have my YouTube viewing interrupted every 12 minutes by Nikki Haley ad saying she's so much better than Trump or Biden. I fortunately haven't got any of those yet. Oh, they're coming. I'm sure they are. Um, Oklahoma's part of Super Tuesday. Is Virginia part of Super Tuesday or do you guys vote before that? I don't. I know. I don't think we are Super Tuesday. Yeah, you guys must vote a little sooner. Super Tuesday is a little further along in the voting season, so that's probably why I haven't got any of those. I think, well, you know what? Let's look it up. Because, you know, I'm learning all sorts of things since the year started. I learned, for example, and it shouldn't even come as a great surprise, and I don't want anybody to talk about me that hears this. I really didn't consider or was aware that Steve Harvey had been wearing a toupee for many, 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 many years. Wait, he's been bald for many, many, many years. So are we talking pre-bald, Steve? Correct. He had been already balding and had been wearing what Cat Williams called uh, a, a man piece. <laughs> a man piece. <laughs> I, can't, I can't remember what he called it. Like, you, you know, you've heard of Cat Williams? Yeah. Yeah, you Cat Williams is funny. Yeah. You heard about he did the big old huge interview with uh, Shannon Sharp last week. I did not, but oh. I might go and listen to it now. You know Shannon Sharp is right. Yeah. Okay, so Shannon Sharp, he's um he's retired from commentating. He's got um like podcast slash video show called Correct. Club Club Shay Shay is what it's called, and he's had it for uh, like a good year. It's been a while, and he's had like everybody on there they're supposed mm -hmm. to be interviews but they're conversations with liquor anyway he had cat even, on he had cat better. on even better he had cat on last week cat williams kicked off 2024 it was a two and a half hour chit chat and he he spilled tea on everybody oh i will be listening yes it it was delightful it was a delightful way to start the year and people were talking about it four days apparently it is like the highest rated club shay shay episode so far i think it's like top 10 million views i don't know how i haven't heard of that but thanks for informing me i will be listening to that you gonna love it. that sounds fantastic you and while we're on the quick subject of toupees heather's uncle used to wear a toupee and if you were over at their house on a Saturday night for a get-together for whatever, when he was ready for everyone to go home, he would get up, go to his room, come out, and his toupee would be off. And that was the sign that you got to leave. My hair's done. Come off. <laughs> That's delightful. <laughs> that is delightful. Oh, my goodness. Oh boy. And I, oh my God, this Super Tuesday business is complicated. <laughs> I, I thought it was so simple, but it's not. It's not. There's been different variations of it since 1984, and there's Super Tuesday one, Super Tuesday two. 
in Mini Tuesday in Potomac Tuesday. <laughs> Potomac Tuesday. I like that one better. I think that one sounds better. Potomac we'll, we'll Tuesday. A, we'll put a pin in this and we're going to come back and discuss Super Tuesday because this is a lot. All right. So, oh, okay, here we go. This is all I need to know is this year. Yeah, March 5th, Super Tuesday this year. Alabama, Arkansas, California, Colorado, Maine, Massachusetts, Minnesota, North Carolina, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Texas, Utah, Vermont, and Virginia. Ah! We'll be voting on the same day. Look at us. We can discuss. Anywho, listening friends, our time is drawn now. It has. We I, only I, went three minutes over. I know. It's a miracle. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> It's a Christmas miracle. Either it's late or it's early. It doesn't matter. It's a miracle. <laughs> so do you want to wrap us up like the present that we are? <laughs> <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> um, you know, as you can tell by the way we're ending, and I enjoy doing this podcast a lot. Um, as a matter of fact, if we don't record on a Thursday, I walk around the house despondent, just wandering around, looking out windows, trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my life. And then he tells me that that's what he did the next time we record. So, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so, uh, <laughs> but if you too enjoy what we're doing and you don't want me to wander around aimlessly on a Thursday night, you could help us out by supporting us by going to buymeacoffee.com backslash hyperfocus pods. And um, we we would love love your support. And with that, we will uh, we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Toodaloo. And now, folks, it's time to say good night. We sincerely appreciate your patronage and hope we've succeeded in bringing you an enjoyable evening of entertainment. Please drive home carefully and come back again soon. Good night. <laughs>